The Pels are rolling a little bit, winning three out of their last four. Now, is it time to bolster the roster and make a run at the playoffs? Let's talk about trade targets and what the Pelicans are looking for in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, a game day here in New Orleans, Pelicans taking on the Dallas Mavericks. We'll briefly touch on that in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, but let's talk trades. Let's have a little bit of fun. What do the Pelicans need? Who might they be targeting? Who should they be targeting? We're going to break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. Did you listen to any other Pelicans podcast yesterday? You didn't because no one had one after the best win of the season for New Orleans. The huge Jonas Valanciunas game. We're here, so subscribe wherever you get your podcast from or subscribe on YouTube if you get it that way and leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend about the show. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those you do want to keep. All right. So we're still kind of riding a little bit high, I think, after the Jonas Valanciunas explosion. Seven of eight. Seven of eight from three. That was so much fun. But I think it's easy to get lost in a performance like that and realize there's still an issue that I think the Pelicans do need help. And that is three-point shooting. You know, some things are going okay for him. I do like that Valanciunas can hit that three and is going to make defenses pay, right? Because that's what this is all about. It's all about making defenses pay. No one, not one person in the league probably, other than maybe Steph Curry, is going to help space the court for Zion Williamson. He's just too efficient at the rim, scoring 70 plus percent. If you don't double him there, it's the dumbest thing you can do, basically. You'd rather give up an open three than let Zion score at the rim one-on-one. That's how efficient he is. So you need guys that make defenses pay when you do it. It's not going to pull a defender out, but it's going to make it's going to burn defenses basically when they do it. And then you hope you hope that rather than sucking a guy out and pulling him on the perimeter, you make those guys just at least think twice and cause a half second of hesitation that'll at least spring a guy open for three or let Zion score a little bit easier. That's kind of what you're looking to do. But the Pelicans haven't done a great job of that. This is a team that's 17th in the league in terms of three-point percentage. 33.7%, so 34% rounding up. They also only take... 32.23s per game. That's 25th in the league. This is an area that they are lacking in. And look, Jonas Valanciunas is helping raise that up. He's third on the team in made threes. He's leading the team and the league in 
three-point percentage at 51.7%. If you remove him from this equation, it's it's kind of rough for New Orleans, to be honest, right? Like, that is an area that they're not particularly going to be good at if you take Valanciunas out there. So adding some more three-point shooting becomes, I think, a really important thing. And you don't need to add that three-point shooting in terms of a big man. You got the guy that's going to do it. Valanciunas is kind of the perfect unicorn right now for to, to pair with Zion Williamson. And by the way, I do want to mention, I was incorrect yesterday. He can be traded this season. The rule is basically if he was getting more than three years, which he's not, or they signed him to an extension that was more than one uh, 105% of his previous base salary, then he can't be traded. His uh, new salary on the extension is exactly 105% of what it was before with the 5% raises. So he actually can be traded this year. I just don't imagine the Pelicans doing it unless they get a guy that's in an absolute stud. And I don't think there's very many of them out there, though we'll talk about that coming up here in you know another segment or two. So he can be traded, but I don't think it's going to happen. But they definitely need to add some more shooting. And then when you look at this team and what's kind of been the roughest part, it's it's guard play, right? I think when you get Zion back, pairing him with Valanciunas, with Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones out there, that's a pretty lethal front court. You've also got Billy that can stabilize the bench. It soaks up some of those minutes too. So their front court's going to be okay. The wing is what the wing is, right? You've got Herb Jones in there a little bit. You've got Josh Hart in there a little bit, but he's also kind of a guard play. You Brandon Ingram, who was rounding back into form the other night. I think that's good. You've got kind of a guy like Trey Murphy the third that is, I think, a guy that maybe can get some rotation minutes a little bit later on. Sorry, I got distracted by the the Suns Golden State Warriors game, which is a fun one um, as I'm recording this. So I think you're set on the wing. It's guard play that's just been lackluster. I think Devontae Graham overall has been good, but there's been moments where he's been hit or miss. Nikhil certainly has been subpar this season and largely inefficient. You've seen a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. show some flashes, but never really string it together. Josh Hart misses a lot, a lot of shots, unfortunately, um, and that can definitely be a problem for him too, despite all the rebounding and kind of assisting that he's been doing recently. And then Garrett Temple shouldn't be playing. Same for Tomas Sadoransky. Temple in the very limited minutes he's getting right now, it's fine for now. But clearly the guard play has very, very much been lacking in an area that they need to improve. Cool. So we want a guard, in theory, that shoots threes. Let's talk about some names coming up in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Indeed. While there's always going to be a debate between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. And if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all attract interview and hire all at indeed and don't struggle to find your own quality candidates indeed can help you hire the right people right now and indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews you don't want to have open positions. I hate it at jobs that I've worked for when there are open positions out there because it means you're doing more work, your boss is doing more work, the company's just not running efficiently. It's a 
bad thing. Indeed fixes all of that, and they make it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from uh, from cooking to coding. You don't want guys and people who are just not qualified for the job stepping in. And assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone. Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again and again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through uh, December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. I eat one of these things every single day. You've heard me talk about these constantly. They are so good. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. I, be, I don't like a big heavy lunch. I eat one of these things basically instead of that along with a smoothie or shake of some sort. And I feel great. And I don't mind doing it. In fact, I look forward to it. I just got to try all of the new special flavors that just came out. The ruby chocolate was awesome. I had the lemon dip cheesecake yesterday. That was absolutely delicious. The almond apple crisp is like a perfect little fall bar. These things are soft. They're easy to eat. They're not dense. They're not dry. You don't need to like chug a bottle of water or anything like that after you have one of them. And they're the best tasting protein bar out there. Look, you're never going to get like the best experience you've ever had eating. It's not like going to any restaurant here in New Orleans. But if you're going to eat a protein bar, you may as well eat the best tasting one. And that's what these are. Plus, they're good for you, right? 130 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein in all of these. Four grams sugar, four grams net carbs. That's what you want. They taste better than every other protein bar out there. And they're just as good for for you, if not better. I've seen some protein bars that are 400 calories and what? I'm not really sure that's going to, you know, really, really do anything for you. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week on all platforms. Other people aren't even one day a week, five days a week. Basketball talk, Pelicans talk, exactly what you want to hear about the team. So subscribe to uh, Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and make us your first listen every single day. And for your second listen, big game tomorrow in New Orleans as the Saints take on the Cowboys. Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, make him your second listen. So we just talked about, I think, the area that the Pelicans need to try and bolster on the trade front, right? It's the guard play. It's the backcourt. The frontcourt's going to be fine. Valanciunas should be an all-star this year. He won't, but he should be. Zion is Zion. Brandon Ingram is Brandon Ingram, right? And you're getting just enough, like just enough from Billy Hernan Gomez that you don't really need to worry, that you're not like, oh, we really need Jackson Hayes or anything like that. So they need to work on the backcourt. So where, where do they turn to? You know, I think the obvious team to try and look at is the Sacramento Kings. They're not particularly good, right? They have uh, eight wins, two more than the Pelicans do. And they're just kind of stuck in a weird spot, right? They have a lot of uh, guard depth. Some of it doesn't really fit together a ton. Halliburton and Fox don't really fit. You've got Buddy Heald in the mix, too. And you also then drafted Davion Mitchell in the first round, which was questionable at the time, even if he's been an okay player. So really, what are they doing with such a crowded backcourt that's not leading them to the success they want? They're 8-13 and this season, though they're playing the Lakers right now, and the, maybe they'll win. So it could be 9-13 and by the time you're listening to this. But that's still not great, right? 
they should be looking to really mix things up. And now that you've got maybe your guys for the future in Halliburton and Davian Mitchell, do you kind of tear it down, start fresh and try and build it all back up because they've been doing what they always do, which is just live in that middle ground in the NBA. You don't really have a top three pick. You're in, you're out. You're in that like 10 to 12 range, 8 to 12 range, which is pretty bad and not going to get you what you need. So I think you turn there to try and look. And look, the 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 jewel in this would be De'Aaron Fox. You know, a, a not a pure point, but more of a combo guard, but still more of a point guard than anything else. And he's in a, a weird spot this year, right? Like, he's clearly not thrilled there. The fit doesn't look quite there. You know, he's averaging fewer points than he has over the past two seasons at 20.2. He's shooting worse than he has at any point in his career other than his rookie year there. It, do they maybe just look to try and move him and kind of go with the younger guys? This is his fifth season in the NBA, so it's not like he's just out of college and they they just drafted him. He's on his second contract. You know, he's a very talented player, but clearly there's some stuff off this year with him, right? And does he maybe want out because of that? The problem is, and so I'd go, like, absolutely, you go after him. You throw whatever draft picks it takes. You include Jackson Hayes in there. I'd include, include Nikhil Alexander-Walker in there. Probably Trey Murphy and maybe Kyra Lewis Jr. too in some sort of capacity um, to try and get a guy like that because he's proven at times to be an absolute stud. And then you also don't have to worry about him absolutely burning New Orleans like he did all of last season. But the problem is, I, I, I don't see the Sacramento Kings doing that because... They're in win-now mode. Their ownership wants to win. That fan base really wants to get into the play-in tournament. They don't want to go through a rebuild. It's been a long time since they've been in the playoffs. They've been kind of the worst run organization in the NBA for a long time, too. I don't see them moving out a star player like that unless it's for a star player in return that makes more sense. Like De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons on the surface, even though I don't think this would happen, seems to make sense. So I don't know what... New Orleans could really offer, right? Like they don't want those young players in picks and that's what you you have to trade for in a situation like this. And so, and look, some of the young players aren't going to be that intriguing, I don't think. Like I don't think Jackson Hayes or even Keel has a ton of trade value around the league. So when you look at it from that aspect, like Fox is probably a bit of a pipe dream unless things go south for them really quickly and they decide they need to pivot and they're not going to be in contention anymore. You know, I think Buddy Heald could maybe make a little bit more sense for New Orleans, a more realistic get. You know, I thought maybe they had enough shooting going into this year, but clearly they don't. And when Zion comes back, you definitely, definitely want to try and get some more shooting around him again to make teams pay. And Buddy Heald is, is really one of the best when it comes to it. He's taking over 10 threes per game. He's shooting it at 38%. That is an elite, elite number right there. So could you build a trade around a guy like Josh Hart <clears throat> for Buddy Heald? And I think the answer could be yes. You know, that gives them... Sorry, i got to take a sip of this. I think that gives them... You've, I don't think anyone's ever seen me take a sip of water if you're watching me on YouTube or in the middle of the show. <clears throat> but, oh man, and I was rolling too. So you got Buddy Heald uh, shooting that elite number. And I think they need a guy like Josh Hart. The rebound he gives them, this is a team that's 29th in defensive rebounding. That's something that Josh Hart is really, really good at. And again, he comes with that tertiary playmaking. So if you put him on the wing and Harrison Barnes is out right now, you know, I think that's a guy that could really 
make sense for him. So would they entertain a Buddy Heald trade for Josh Hart and a first-round pick? Whatever other salary you need, maybe you include a guy like Jackson Hayes in that. I would pull the trigger on something like that. I think that gives you exactly what you need if you're New Orleans. More shooting, a guy that's a reliable scorer. He's come off the bench basically the last two seasons. It seems to make sense there. Those are the two guys that I would be running after. I don't think a guy like De'Aaron Fox is actually going to be available, but I do think Buddy Heald could be. And I think that's really another name we need to kind of bring back up. But what about some other targets? Who else is out there that I think the Pelicans could really look to try and get? Let's talk about them coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. And they remain your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. So head to their new updated web desktop or mobile website today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus over under on Valentina's points anyone whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Who else is talking trade targets right now? And you've been thinking about it. I know you all have. We're doing it here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And now for your second listen, Locked on Saints with Ross Jackson. Big game tomorrow against the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so we're talking about Pelicans trade targets. Who can they realistically go out and get? I don't think De'Aaron Fox is a realistic one. I think Buddy Heald, there's a chance of that if they really want to bring in some more rebounding help and kind of that toughness. And look, everyone loves Josh Hart. He's been great this season. But what about some other guards? And again, I think it's a guard that they're really looking to try and go and get. You know, I think if you're looking for someone a little bit older, that would be a really easy candidate to try and get. This was someone I was interested in them trying to get this offseason. Could be a guy like Jeremy Lamb. You know, he's he's a minor role player, if that, for the Indiana Pacers right now. He's shooting nearly 40% from three for them. You know, he's not playing significant minutes. Would that be that big of a loss for him? But in 13, 14 minutes per game, he's taking three threes. He's shooting 40%, 7.2 points per game. Gives you a couple of rebounds, about an assist per. He's a useful guy to have off the bench that can just kind of stabilize you, do a little bit more, and give you some guard depth there. Another veteran to potentially rely on. I think a little bit that could be a really useful kind of guy to try and have that might take a couple of seconds if they just kind of want to dump his salary it's expiring too so it's a rental drives his price a little bit lower but should be a pretty easy one to try and re-sign and you get to move off of you know one of Garrett Temple or Tomas Sadoransky so Sato and a couple of picks easily could be I think you know that's expiring for expiring plus you toss them some picks Cool. I think that's something that really could make some sense for New Orleans to try and go and do. And then if you want to get a little bit more intriguing, I think you could look towards the San Antonio Spurs. What are they doing, right? They're 6-13 and 13 this year. They're not particularly good, and they're kind of in this weird spot where they have a lot of young guys. But are they all that good? And are they kind of at this point just trying to throw as much mud at the wall and see what sticks as they can? Like, which of these guys are good? If you're going to kind of go that full-on youth movement, do you really need to have a guy like Deontay Murray in there or Derek White, both in their fourth year in the league? 
guys that prices are only going to go up in the future are those guys that you know can lead your team to a title and look as much as I like those guys I've got uh, one of them on my fantasy team I don't think that they are so do you look to try and go get a guy like Deontay Murray who's not a good three-point shooter but can absolutely run the point rebounds exceptionally well and averages 19 points per game on you know not the most efficient shooting would he be a better option off the bench or is a sub spot starter depending on what's going out there I think the answer to that is absolutely Yes. What about a guy like Derek White? Again, not a good three-point shooter, but he can run kind of that combo guard, point guard role if you want. Averages just enough, though not efficiently, but dishes out assists, rebounds well, and plays tough-nosed defense. Is that a guy that you want to try and look at? I think those are all names that are worth it. You know, again, you're going to need to toss first-round picks to the San Antonio Spurs. I don't think those guys are like the sexiest upgrades out there. I think they're useful players to have, but I don't know if that's going to be like, Oh, they got they got Derek White. That means the Pelicans are going to be in the postseason now. But it would help stabilize that rotation, give them a little bit more depth. When a guy like Kyra isn't feeling it or Na isn't feeling it, you at least have one of them to, you know, one of those two guys to really step in and a veteran that you can rely on. And look, the Pelicans want to get into the playoffs. They want to charge towards the play in tournament. There's a reason we never started looking at the draft here, right? I wasn't talking about them tanking or anything like that for this reason. It's just not what they're going to be doing this year, nor do I think it's what they should be doing. So now that things have kind of turned around, you can stabilize even more and start to build off all of that. I think those are two useful guys to have with your second unit as and or as spot starters. You'd throw Jackson Hayes over there, give them another big to really kind of test out, see if you throw him under Popovich, what happens to him, what, what sort of player development comes on. I think that could be an intriguing, piece for them along with a first round pick or so again not the sexiest move but a smart move yeah probably and I think that's really all that they need to try and do so there's five names for you De'Aaron Fox but he healed the two from San Antonio in Derek White and Deontay Murray and also Jeremy Lamb Anyone intrigue you of those five? Is there someone I'm missing that, again, I think it's got to be a guard. I don't think I'm looking at Bertans with the war, uh, Wizards or anyone like that. I think they want three-point shooting or some playmaking in a guard to really stabilize that for when Zion comes back. And hopefully this team gets to another level. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. More to come. They play tonight, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. I'll be there. I'm excited about it. Hope you'll be watching and join me tomorrow as we recap the game. Hopefully get the big win over Luka Doncic. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Now for your second Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. They've been on a heater right now. It's free and available on all platforms five days a week. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.